Hey, welcome to The Hustle, a podcast about crafting meaningful products, the people that make them, and the cultures that allow great products to come to life. Um, I'm Anthony Armendaris. I'm joined with my co-host, Rick Messer. Hey, And our special guest today is Ben Klein, CEO of Rally Interactive. Very excited to have Ben on today. We've been talking about this for a long time. I've always looked up to Ben. I think we all do. Uh, Ben, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. It's uh, great to be here. Um, it's uh, it's flattering that you guys look up to me because I think everybody at Rally looks up to Fun Size. Um, it's a pretty cool community of of small studios that are doing great work. So I'm I'm happy to be here. Well, you guys have been doing it longer than we have, so you know that's another reason why I'm excited to have you here today too. Because I think some of the things that you have figured out. Um, you do you figure it out over time, and some of these things we're just starting to dip our toes into. Before we get into the the show, why don't you take a, a couple minutes to just introduce yourself um, and your, and rally, and just go into as much detail. Some of, I'm sure most of our listeners know who you are, but there might be a lot of people out there that don't. Yeah, so uh, my name's Ben, um, and I'm a co-founder and designer at Rally. And uh, Rally started in 2011. Um, and it, it really sort of materialized out of thin air a bit. Um, my co-founder Wes, who's, um, sort of my equal on the, on the dev team, um, rockstar like engineer. And I, I can't believe I said rockstar. All right. Anyways, (laughs) moving on. Um, At least you didn't say unicorn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we, you know, we, we, we ended up working together at a, at, a, at a previous studio and we just, we had a good working relationship. And so we branched out and um, the first year it really was just us uh, working remotely. We didn't hire our first employee until after a, a little more than one full fiscal year after we had started, um, which I think actually had its own drawbacks uh, looking back on it now. Um, waiting that long to hire our first employee, but uh, we we came from sort of the the flash world of like working at digital agencies that were production houses for advertising agencies, and so it was a lot of campaign based work, and a lot of a lot of stuff was was designed and developed in Flash, and uh, that was sort of our world. And you know, in 2011, there was. The iPhone obviously had already started to mature. The app market was was already starting to get saturated, honestly. Um, but we still hadn't done an, an an app before, and so that first year we we got a, an, an app project and we just gave it a shot and we built it on a, a framework called Corona. I'm not even sure if it's around anymore. Um, and we launched it for a local Utah client, and it got picked up by Apple in the iTunes Store, and then it. it Got like best end of or best of 2011 iPad apps of the year for the travel category, um, and we so I guess we sort of fell into building products like building things that people use beyond like a a campaign sort of my, like a time frame or mindset. Um, it was is is just sort of this thing where we built something and lots of people were using it and. They, they found value in it, and that was a really new thing for us. Um, and, and, we were, and we were hooked after that, honestly. Um, it, it, it sort of hooked us into not thinking about doing 
uh, advertising work and thinking more about trying to build um, things that people use beyond just you know fluffy industry stuff. Um, and so that's that's where it all got started. And uh, it's funny, Anthony, you you said. <laughs> that we have it all figured out. And I think it's funny because uh, it's so just, I, I feel like in a lot of ways, the same as I did five years ago, where it's like every year there are new challenges, mm-hmm. technologies change, um, you know, process just is constantly evolving amongst the team. And so <laughs> it's, I think the only thing that, that I guess I, I have is, is just a, I've been through the ebbs and flows and, and like the, the really highs and the really low lows enough before to sort of have a bit of experience there. But it's, there's, no, there's no silver bullet, if you will. You know? it's, a, it's a constant like, uh, evolve, evolving process. So that was probably more time than I should have taken to, <laughs> to <laughs> intro us. No, that's, that's great. Um, I also want to just call out uh, Snowbird. Yeah, I, th- I think that was the first thing that I saw that you guys did, and I remember my reaction to it was like, "Holy shit!" When why? Because I think a lot of the stuff on the web had become really homogenized, and everything looked the same. And yeah, all of a sudden there was like this company that was like pushing the limits of 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 um, of what they could do with it, and. Um, because it's know, it's, it's interesting. Interesting, yeah, it is inspirational. It's interesting to hear that you're like um, doing. Uh, you come from like that flash background because like the first time I saw y'all's work, um, I was that's sort of what I'm like. Man, I haven't seen anybody do do like interesting animations like this since like the flash days. And I definitely seen like some weird interpretations before that of people trying to do like JavaScripty, you know, CSS transitions that you know, had like, you know, it was pushing, pushing it, but it just like always felt weird and inappropriate. And like rally was like the work that I saw from you guys and your actual website too, like that crazy ribbon banner thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a whole story behind that, but yeah, (laughs) I would really like to hear that story because I thought that was just so, so crazy. But what I'm saying is that like, Rally's work was the first time I had seen somebody like push it in that way that also felt like not over the top. Like it's, 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 it's like really crazy stuff, like all over, you know, like a lot of stuff going, going kind of, kind of crazy on the page, but not in a way that feels like it could, it doesn't break like as you know, some other attempts I've seen. Anyway, that's my, uh, it's funny. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally like, I think there's an interesting, uh, sort of culture, here where our engineering team is 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 so close to our design team that they're really like the the yang to our yin if you will like the design team does tend to like we we love animation for animation's sake but we actually like at the end of the day really want to make sure that motion has intent behind it but of course as designers that all have a background in aesthetics we mm-hmm. Sometimes they're like, oh, this would be so amazing. And it's like, well, what's the point of that? And it's like, right. because it's cool. And, <laughs> and, but it's funny because even though our design team can recognize like, the difference between um, motion that has intent and motion that's just designer fluff to like, sort of flex your muscles, uh, our dev team really can, if we're still like, in the realm of like, pie in the sky, silly animations, like, it's really it's really good that our dev team can kind of rein us in and be like, guys, like, what, why? (laughs) 
you know, and we and and our design team, we ask these same questions. But every once mm-hmm. in a while, there's there's, I think it's really healthy to have that dynamic um, nice. in in a, in a company where where you have people that will want to push it, and then you have people that like will rein 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 other people back in. Um, it's it's a healthy dynamic, and of course, like uh, you know, to to you know stuff like Snowbird. I mean, this it's a challenging thing. I. Th- to sort of push the limits of web and it's it's also very very frustrating it's it's extremely sure. frustrating um and so uh i remember in in 2012 when we were working on snowbird and wes and i were prototyping the the cube like sort of the mobile site and and so the cube flip and you could swipe to go back cuz at that time it was before an ios version that you could actually swipe back to to go back to a previous page, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so we implemented that in the Snowbird's website, which was this tiny little detail. But then, of course, iOS 7 came out. That became inherent in the, in the, in the OS. Whoa. And there's just... There's just uh, at that time, though, we were very much like... We were so high on building native apps that we were like, let's just make this website feel like a native app. And it's just like an exercise in futility. It's... it's it is. It's the web is hard. <laughs> to actually, to actually, uh, get sites to to feel that good and feel almost native esque because inevitably something breaks uh, sure. on other people's machines, and so uh, the web is a is a tough tough spot to dev for in that way. Um, but we enjoy it. I mean, it's it's it's. But it's interesting because there's definitely a lot of pain that goes into some of those projects. That is just like, uh, uh, the web sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and I don't mean that like the web sucks, but it's 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 the web stack is very challenging. There's to- there's certainly less friction when you're working on a native app to do yeah. something that doesn't like break. Yes, it's a, it's a clo- it's a closed framework, and you have like less variability between people's machines and how they'll right. run. It's on. If it's on a native platform, but uh, but yeah, no, it's it's wild. So uh, and and that was right when responsive was sort of becoming a thing, and we were very sort of like, no, we want desktop to be a desktop site and iPad to be a, a, the desktop site, but enabled for touch and uh, phone got its own site. Um, mm. We took a very hard stance there. Um, and in all honesty, like building a great responsive site is you're not really saving much time than building sort of adaptive sites, in my opinion, still to this day. Uh, it's it's there's still a lot of time that goes into just a fully responsive site. Sure. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting interesting things that we've seen. But yeah. Well, hey Ben, um when we were planning this uh, recording today, you know, we were talking about potential topics and and uh, one of the things that we thought was very exciting was your your theory that uh, good motion design thinking is more important to an experience than visual design. Um, there's a, it, it sparks a lot of you know potential conversations. So could you explain your your thinking there? Yeah, I think it's more of a I I, I come from a very like aesthetic background in design. Um, well, that's not entirely true. I come from a, a dev background that then became an as you know, visual designer. Um, but I guess 
I think what I meant there is that I think good motion thinking is more important to a, a, a user experience as a whole than visual design. And, and I, it's, it's just because I, I, I very like passionately believe that products that feel more human, which in my mind is well-intentioned interaction and it's very reactive, uh, is uh, they're, they're going to be more successful in the long run. And right now, I don't know that that's true because the engineering that's required to make products feel that good is, is, is there's still a huge gap there. Um, but I think that, at, I guess what I'm saying is, is at the end of the day, if, if you have to lop off time um, on a project, I think that time should be lopped off, spent noodling on the pixels uh, than, mm. than, than noodling on the motion in development. Mm. If that's my that's my opinion. That's what I thought you meant. I actually yeah. ag- agree with that. You know, because you know the the pixels are one thing, but the 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 experience, the user experience, is is about how they feel once they're actually using that. And Absolutely. that's that's the personality, like you said, motion yeah. is a big part of the personality. I I really believe that that motion and just interaction and and gestures and and, and that kind of stuff is is becoming more and more a huge part of the personality. I mean, just look at Google's uh, rebrand of their logo. I mean, it was so well done and uh, in, in how they incorporated motion into like the loader and, and the, the intent behind it. I just think you know, that sort of system thinking when it comes to motion is just going to be more and more important. Um, I, I just think that you know, present day stuff is getting churned out really super fast and super crude, but even, I mean, even... Peach, even though there's some crude stuff in there, there's still little bits that they're thinking about um, that, you know, I, I just can tell that there's, it, it seems like people are starting to think more about motion, e- even more so than the pixels. And I think that, I hope, and I think that that trend will continue mm-hmm. uh, further because I just, I, I can't help it but wonder, you know, young kids like that kind of grew up like the on iPads. And they're using these things that they can tap and they can throw around and, and these playful games that I'm just wondering, you know, 10 years from now when they hit an interface and like a, a page just slaps right on top of a page uh, and it's super crude, it's, it's going to feel weird and janky. It's going to feel, it's mm. just going to feel dated potentially. Mm. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I, I, who knows really, you know, at that point maybe VR is, in 10 years from now, VR is starting to become a thing. Um, but I think it, it's, it's an interesting, it, there's an interesting thing going on. I feel like it, it's on one hand, people are like build things as fast as possible. Uh, and, and it's just, just disruption that's just churning and churning. And so it's, we're still, we're still getting crude interfaces. Although I think the crude interfaces for new products that are coming out are, are way more polished than, you know, even five, six years ago. Um, and so I think that, that that will that will probably continue, and again, I think it just comes back to uh, at the end of the day, I feel very strongly that if you have to lop off time on a product launch, lop it off on noodling over the static screens and the then the visual design and the pixels and and make sure you get some of that time into the front end engineering because I think that's ultimately closer to the user experience than than the pixels and how pretty something is. How, can I ask how how do you guys think about motion? Like, do you have sort of like principles where you're like, 
okay, if something comes up from the bottom, it should then go, like, when you swipe it away, it should go back down or, like, you know, never, you know, never just do, like, a fade transition from, like, one screen to the next. Always, like, have it be coming from the left to the right. Like, how when you guys start, like, can you talk a little bit about how Rally thinks about it or is it a little bit, is it loose or is there a set process for that? It's it's fairly loose and we're trying to wrap like a bit more of a tighter process around the way that we think about motion. But I, I will say that yes, like absolutely. Like if, if, if a screen, if you feel like a screen or, or a section of something comes in from the right, you know, it'd be weird if it went out from the, the top or the bottom. Right. right. And, and, and if it comes in from the, the the right or the left like you know that's that's a pretty good indication of like where the gesture should be as well i mean i think there's exceptions to all of these little little rules but the, the way that our the best process that we have right now is is we try to get some semblance of motion um thinking in fairly early in in the product process um so so we can actually test and try and validate like how things actually feel internally um, we haven't gone as far as like doing user testing on motion and whatnot. Um, it's, it's a, oh it's wow, a, that would be crazy. It, it, yeah. I, I don't even know where to start with that. Right. Like, um, <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's a pretty loose process right now. But I think that the big thing I can say is, is that we try to be, we, we always, we basically start every, every project with the idea because we do so much of the dev in house, almost every project that we do, we try and do the dev in house, uh, we, we, we need to know up front, even for engineers, you know, being on the same page of like, okay, we know that there's going to be some nice motion in this, so let's make sure we're not slapping it in like, you know, two days before launch. Hmm. Um, sometimes it's happened in previous projects, but there's always been, like, our engineering team has been with us, they've been through the, through the projects enough to know that, like, we're, we're never launching something that's just, like, there's absolutely no motion whatsoever. Right. Uh, it's just not something that clients come to us for. Um, so it's, and it's just something I think that the design team and the engineering team, even the engineers, will, will take passes at motion and stub motion in, in early builds because they feel strongly about it, too. Um, so it's, it's an interesting thing. Well, and on on that topic, um, thanks for bringing up the process because I had a very specific question for you about the process. Um, if we're talking about things like personality, right? Like you mentioned, Google. Another thing that you know Google has is you know the you know voice search like Siri and all these things. And I I kind of think along the lines of motion, personality is also key, especially when you're talking about like invisible interfaces, like the way in which you speak to an interface or the way an inter, uh, inter, interface or an AI. Speaks to you, or it could be even simple as you know what the the language used on the buttons are on a flat interface. Um, and what I wanted to ask you is, at Rally, when you're thinking about a motion design strategy, how does the process work? Where you're looking at, okay, here's the product. This is the product's personality. Therefore, this is the personality that the motion should take on, and therefore the visual design. And then the secondary question would be: Have you ever, have you guys ever done a project where the visual design started with a with a motion design strategy, and then and then had the you know the the final design applied to it? Mm, those are those are good questions. <laughs> um, so to to the first question, um, I think the process is is loose enough with with how we think about 
personality for a specific product. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, it's definitely something that we think about as far as like what what should be the tone of of the motion for for a certain for a certain product. But I think there's it, it's more like we'll we'll look for good. See, just to step back a, a second, like when we look at like mood boards for for visual design, for example, you know, we'll use stuff like Pinterest um, to sort of kind of gather inspiration around um, similar sorts of tones um, and and personalities. And for motion, we'll 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 do the same thing. It's not necessarily on Pinterest, but it's like on motionographer.com, or we'll look at uh, stuff that you know traditional, more traditional broadcast motion graphics artists. Are are doing in the in the types of projects and if there are um, if there is tone you know behind those projects that feels similar um, we might try to extrapolate uh, bits and pieces of that in in something that we're working on. Mm. Um, so the I guess what I what I'm trying to say is there's not really this 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 sort of like uh, philosophical. Uh, approach to our to our motion thinking that like I know like the I I think I saw the IBM team uh, when they launched some of their design guidelines like there's this very I mean it's fascinating they were like I think I'm I'm spitballing here but I feel like I remember like a, a, a cassette recorder and like a tape recorder uh, and and like that was like that sort of like mechanical motion was like inspiration in one of their one of their um, UI bits um, hmm. I don't we, we don't go quite that far because we just that sort of uh, I think that sort of philosophy is 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 awesome. It's just that on most projects, like uh, one that we built recently was like a 15 day iPad app, and it's like kind of got to look for like anything you can find really fast that you feel like could be inspiration for the kind of tone or mood that you're going for with the motion. And so it's 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 much faster. I, I love the philosophical approach, but I. I will be the first one to say that, like, oh, we we do a lot of lifting in bits and pieces. Like, you, I, I, like, straight up. <laughs> do you do you think that as you know the audience continues to get super used to like really good motion, like that gives um, people that are spending time thinking about motion design like more of a chance to sort of differentiate, like motion design profiles like this fits into this this fits into that and maybe maybe that's something that's like more um i guess consumers are more sensitive to or users you know more sensitive to like in the future yeah i certainly hope so because i i i feel like the i mean again we're a services based company just like just like you guys and and so much sort of revolves around you know, at least for us, a lot of a lot of times timelines, and so I hope that uh, motion design thinking and strategy there's more there's more time allotted to on on products in the future where we can really do a deep dive of like what what is the tone um, and you know and 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 really try and grasp like what is our specific audience and user going to want to feel in terms of motion. And it's something that we, that we think about on products. It's just that there's not enough time to really do deep dives on it. Um, you know, like literally do like a, a two-week sprint where you're not really getting much motion itself down in like prototypes, but you're actually thinking about like what is the angle, how do we want this to feel in terms of like, you know, the way these parts move. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think that that is, you know, that maybe that will, that will become a thing, I hope. But um, for us, it's, it's still, we think about it early in the project, but it's like, it's, it's still more of the thinking goes down to like, what is, what is the problem that we're solving with this, with this UI? Um, and, and, and that still takes on most of the, most of the time, right? Um, yeah, I mean, you still have, you have to have a valid product, right? Exactly. You still have to be solving a problem. Um, and so I, I hope that at one, you know, someday that we'll, we'll get there where, where we can really be thinking that way about motion. And, and, you know, if users do get more accustomed to the feel of, of certain products and the way they move and the way they react to, to, uh, users inputs, um, I, I think it's it's only natural for that to become more and more important and part of the, a, a larger process. So, Ben, um, you guys have been around for a while. You guys have a core team that's worked together for a while, and it appears that you've instilled these values in your team where they it exist. We have similar values, but the difference in us is that we don't have an engineering discipline. But we realize how important this is, and we're now at a stage where we're willing to um, do what we need to do to do a better job at that. And I'm just curious, you know, for if you could maybe, you know, talk a little bit about how teams like ours or freelancers or small agencies that also care about this, like how how can like what do they need to think about in order to build the right kind of team and skill sets to to do this kind of work correctly? And maybe you could also talk about a little bit about your team. Like, are your engineers designers? Do your designers code? Like. You know, what does that feel like? Yeah, so I think um, the funny thing about our engineering and design team is that we're 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 pretty similar in a lot of ways. Um, our our design tastes. We, you know, our engineering team hat like they like good design and they and they actually have good taste. That's awesome. Um, and so I think it's actually something like as far as hiring like front end. First of all, I would say, in my opinion. Um, because, because it sounds like you guys do like integrate with a lot of larger teams. Um, you're, you're not going to have like full control from like front to back full stack on a product. You know, you're probably going to be hooking into like an API or, you know, there's, there's of course all this backend work that, um, you know, this larger company is, you know, you're not going to be you're, you, there. Even if you have a backend team, the larger company is not going to let you like their backend engineering team is not going to let you touch it. Right. And, and for good reason. And so I guess what I'm saying is like, I think uh, front end engineers would be a great place to really look for, um, for just to look for front end engineers that you can tell in their work that, you know, they don't need computer science degrees. Like it's where they got, a degree is so irrelevant in my opinion. It's more about how they think about um, you know the pro- the product that they're that they're coding, and it's about the craft of of what they've built and how it feels. Um, because I think that'll make a world of difference when they are collaborating with the design team, and vice versa. Because the design team is going to play off of uh, very well with engineers that actually have. Like want to have a say in like a, a design, or or they'll even be like, why this this is weird. This button is down here, but it's like goes to someplace weird, and then you have like a double modal. Like they'll <laughs> they'll they'll like you know they'll sometimes catch you on like UX mistakes on the design team, and I think that's extremely valuable. Right, and they should be challenging the designers, like pushing back. Absolutely, because at the end of the day, they, they actually are going to be the ones that are you know 
right at the you know the tail end of not necessarily tail end, but they're they're like they're the rubber where the rubber hits the road on a product where they're building out your designs, and so they're going to actually be tapping through it <laughs> and hooking yeah. it together way more than than you know you have been over even months on good, on the design on a large project. Good point. Yeah. Well, what about so, de- what about designers and coding? Like, what's your thought on that right now? Right. Right. So, uh, if you were to ask me six months ago if designers should code, I would have brushed you off and said, "Eh, nah, whatever. It's it's not important." Um, I I've realized, and our uh, engineering team has been harping on our design team for quite some time that it's not that hard to jump in into some CSS and do media queries if it's a site to to really like nudge the breakpoints and get them to look just how you want them. And it took me having to help code the Epicurrence 3 sites um, because we just didn't have engineering, we didn't have enough bandwidth to put on that site um, on our engineering team. And so I ultimately had to jump in and, and just trial by fire on that thing. And I realized like after a week or so that this is something that is pretty valuable um, because uh, it just saves breakpoint work, for example, on, on websites. It just saves uh, an engineering team a ton of busy work time, just mm. a ton. It's crazy. Mm, that's um, a good point. And, and you don't even need to, a, a, as a designer, you don't need to necessarily comp out all the different breakpoints. So this is, if you're actually doing the breakpoints and you got the desktop structure down and 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 a, a way of it, it scaling down, and that structure's in place. Then all of the in between breakpoints, the designer can do all of that. There's no need for for a developer to do that stuff. Uh, on this iPad app that we built recently over the holidays, we had Jeff and I uh, on the design team. We were uh, building uh, nibs in, in Xcode and in Interface Builder. I mean, there was no coding involved. It's essentially just laying stuff out. Laying views out, and then Wes could just connect them on the on the in code. Um, but Jeff is good enough now with with Objective well Swift and Objective C that you know he's working. He's about to launch his second iOS app, just him personally of designing and building all himself. Wow. But I mean, I think like it was amazing how quickly that project came together on the dev side when designers were just willing to roll up their sleeves. Get out of Sketch and After Effects and Photoshop and Principle and roll up their sleeves and be a part of the production. Um, it, things get built really fast, um, and they get built well, honestly. And it allows the the engineers to focus on harder challenges. Like I have this OpenGL like uh, data visualization on a globe that I got to get all this lighting and shading right, and they can spend their time doing that because that is a lot of math that most designers won't be able to tackle. So, so do you guys not really? Do prototypes anymore? Like, just I mean, do you do you spend time in After Effects or Principle or um, what was that we, other one? We do, we do, we do spend time in in Origami, After Effects, and Principle, but it's 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 getting to be less and less. It really is. It's more to be like uh, for the Epic Currents Three site. I did a quick like one hour whatever quick principle prototype of like, okay, we want the, par- the parallax a little bit. We want the menu to drop down from the top. Let me just test to see how that looks and the, and the invite screen to come in from the side. Okay, that feels right. And then all of the actual easing and like really sort of fine-tuning of the motion, I just did in CSS. So you cool. used the principle tool to sort of validate the motion design yeah. strategy yeah. Yeah, Bef- exactly. before you invested the time 
to yes. do it. Yeah, yes. cool. that's smart. Yeah, it's but it's very like I didn't try and make that. Uh, like for example, like for showcase purposes, I would much rather showcase the the motion that the site actually has rather than the early principal prototype because the ins- the early principal prototype was you know motion wise and easing wise was is actually more crude and I'm glad it was in in hindsight because yeah. that time was spent where it should have been spent. Well, it looks it looks great by the way. Um, congratulations! I heard that uh, you had. Um, Rally had actually won an award uh, from that site today. Oh. I think I saw. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's it's exciting times. Uh, don't look under the hood if you're an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a w w w right? Yeah, the, the or as we like to say in our office, the Awa Award. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on your Awa Award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, speaking of Epic Currents, um, I know you guys are going to be at number three, but are you are you guys going to be at Montu's? Uh, I will be at Montu's. I am not sure whether or not anybody else from Rally will be. I hope so, but um, I guess we'll just see see what happens. Um, but I'll definitely be there. Um, how about you guys? Yeah, I think there's like four or five of us going. Nice. That's so awesome. um, we were trying to plan a company trip, and the opportunity to go to Montu's is was just seem like the best way to like to do that like do a company trip plus hang out with really talented people plus snowboard <laughs> yeah i mean so. it, i don't think it gets any better than that. it's like yeah. it's perfect it's, yeah. it's really cool i'm excited um, so i i'm excited i'm excited for uh for for Montus as well, so I, I'm also excited because Tahoe has actually got snow. Whereas last year for Epic Currents One, they were, I mean, you had to take chairlifts just to get to snow. Oh wow! So, um, oh. This year it's looking a lot better. Good. Yeah, yeah. So, well, hey Ben, um, how do how do people find you? Uh, yeah, we want to wrap up and just wanted to know uh, if there's anything you want to plug or maybe how people can follow you and continue to. Uh, drool over everything Rally puts out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess um, me personally, I'm just Yo, Yo Klein on Twitter. Um, and I, you know, find me there. Uh, also, I'll plug the, we will have a podcast, I think, maybe someday. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, we're, uh, we're big fans of what you guys have done. And, and I think it's more just for, uh, a lot of the team here at Rally doesn't get enough, like, you know, just they, nobody, it's like nobody knows about them. And I, I think it'd be fun to just have a little, just silly little podcast. So um, we'll still look to you guys for the good stuff. I, I um, highly recommend it. I mean, it, it, it's a forum for you guys to talk about things you're wondering about. And, you, and sometimes it kind of speeds up the decision. And I get, find it therapeutic. Yeah, therapeutic. It's I, also, could, I could see that. Yeah. It's, it's also one of the. One of the biggest creative outlets that I have. That's uh, awesome. Personally, you know, because I'm not as as involved in project work as I used to be. So this is a, and plus it's easier. I don't know if you're like me, Ben, but it's really hard for me to write. Oh, I'm so bad at writing. <laughs> so bad. Ugh. I've all but given up on it. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, so Jim, Jim on the design team. And Adam Lubtech on the engineering team, they're, they're sort of going to start the, the rally. So far it's called Rally Banter, uh, Rally <laughs> Banter on Twitter. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm really stoked on <laughs> where, where the, the site design is headed. We'll see when that launches. And it's funny because like, everybody's like hyped on like the site and everything. And we're like super nervous because there's already been like a couple takes 
of like the first episode, and they're like, "We got to do it again. <laughs> this is terrible." <laughs> so, well, like, we know uh, what that's like. <laughs> yeah, it's total like total cart before the horse right now. It's like mm-hmm. still still no solid episodes. I mean, we have some some dry runs. Well, not dry runs, but you know, we have some 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 episodes that we tried recording. But uh, uh, yeah. I'm I'm super but, excited to to hear that for yeah. sure. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks so much for your time, man. It's great. Yeah, thank you for, for having me on. It's super excited to be on this podcast. I, like I said, I'm, I'm like two episodes behind right now, but I've, I've already started listening to season two and I think what you guys are doing great. It's, it's really cool. It's really inspiring. Thanks, man. Dude. Well, we'll see you at, uh, on Slack and then see you at Montu's. Yeah. Yes. So much. Montu's. <laughs> Montu's. Uh, cool. Thanks everybody. Uh, we're the, we are Hustlecast on Twitter if you want to tweet us and stuff. Uh, and oh, and if anyone is a super amazing front end engineer and wants to talk to us, we want to talk to you too. So, woohoo! <laughs> you can uh, email, you can find us on Twitter, but you can also email us at hustle at funsize.co. Yeah. Cool. This episode is brought to you by The Iron Yard. The Iron Yard in Austin is now offering a 12-week intensive program in user interface design. The Iron Yard will teach you the tools and skills you need to become a professional interface designer and then help you find a job. If you're interested in launching a new career in tech and design, visit their website, theironyard.com. Scholarships are available for the summer semester. Learn user interface design at The Iron Yard. Life's too short for the wrong career. Hustle is brought to you by FunSize, a digital product design agency in Austin, Texas that creates delightful, innovative products for mobile, web, and beyond. Visit us on Twitter at FunSize or visit our website at funsize.co.